Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am. My name is Josh Earl and this week another Josh Earl in Preston in the UK scored a winning header for PNE Academy to beat Shrewbury Football Club 1-0. Yeah, we did. Well done. Got the win. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, this is a quiz where we find out who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. Our first guest is a man who last time he was on the show delighted us with tales of joining the Mile High Club on his own. Getting the head of the Thai Mafia to get him out of trouble, plus his career as a ballroom dancer. Can you please welcome back to the show, Nick Kappa? Thank, thanks. It's good to be back. Thank you, Josh. You you did the the last minute call too, so thank you very much for that. I I won't say another guy. Yeah, yeah. I won't say because he'll come on the show another time. Some nobody (laughs) had to to get in, call in the big guns. Joining us is a return guest. She is a comedian and a broadcaster who shares her name with a loan officer at Geekays Limited. I'm not surprised. An American artist plus an American baker who lists her skills on her LinkedIn profile as wellness medicine. Please welcome Nellie White. Yay! Also, I always interrupt intros. That's a uh, (laughs) special skill. Also joining us is a broadcaster, an author, and according to Wikipedia, prominent speaker. Prominent. (laughs) He shares his name with the founder of Factory Records, a weekend morning TV show host at ABC 11 at WTVD, and the president of Historica Canada, a website that looks at the history of erotica in Canada. So I'm guessing a lot of apologising. Can you please welcome Tony Wilson? <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't heard about erotica, Tony Wilson. But I did know about Factory Records, uh, yes. Tony Wilson, uh, whose quote, uh, I'm a bit player in my own life story, is uh, one of my all-time <laughs> faves. I hope I'm a bigger player in my own life story. It's just a less impressive life story. Well, we'll find out all about that life story. And finally, is a return guest, who is the only guest who have ever had News.com print an apology to him for a mistake that they made. Can you please welcome back comedian Danny McGinley. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Take that. Daily Telegraph. Yeah, so the Daily Tele, I don't know if you guys know this, printed... because. Danny, we talked about last time, you write the banners for the Western Bulldogs. That is correct, yep. And they didn't get the joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, and they violently didn't get yeah. the joke. There was a yeah. big article about how... The, the banner was, it was Dogs versus Swans, and it was uh, Sydney Harbour Bridge, not as long or as tall as the Westgate. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> and they got into... They printed a whole article about how the cheer squad was stupid, they didn't do their research, uh, how, the, the, how bridges are measured. Apparently it is taller and longer because of that. And then uh, they realised a comedian wrote it. And yeah, yeah formal apology article printed the next day Could, oh. Danny what was your um, your rhyming with orange banner <laughs> against uh, Greater Western Sydney Giants uh, our banners are poetic uh, Giants wear orange was that choice prophetic nothing rhymes with orange <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's another one that uh, Gary Lyon on the, on the footy show didn't get because oh. he put up I think it was Gary Lyon or on Footy, footy it could Classified. Have been, it could have been Billy Brownless. They sent one, they t- of, one, oh. of the, one of the controversial <laughs> orgy. But one of, one of it was that um, 
you're playing Port Adelaide, and the Western Bulldogs have never lost at Adelaide oh, Oval. Yeah, that, that was my first ever banner. Yeah, and yeah. they said they've never even played there. And then someone on the panel said, "I think that's the joke." That's <laughs> <laughs> great. All right, our first game tonight is called Social Me Me Media, where I read out status updates by the four of you, and you have to buzz in and tell me who tweeted it. If you guess correctly, you get a point. But if you're incorrect, the person who actually wrote it gets the point. Meaning, if it's yours, you can't buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. So here we go. Tweet one. Put my son to sleep by reciting Brownlow medalists. Polished him off with 1949. Was Ron Clegg or was it Alan Ruthven? Let me think. Nelly. Oh, yes, Nelly. Is it Tony? It is Tony. Yes, you are. Yeah, what a brilliant tweet. I've got one retweet and three likes. That's... Uh, uh, <laughs> I like it because it's. I, I know those kind of facts as well. Yeah, I, I got to say, uh, uh, my wife has told me I'm never supposed to say this on stage, but this is a podcast, so it's fine. Uh, when we're shagging and I'm trying to prolong it, I start naming Brownlow medalists backwards in my head. Problem is, uh, a Bulldogs player won it in 2008, so I go Adam Cooney. Ah, oh, I'm done. <laughs> when you get to Peter Box, it's almost erotic as well. Because I. My friend uh, Justin, I, I'd had sex before him, and he asked, "Well, how do you stop yourself from from finishing quickly?" Yeah, and I said, "Just go through the Australian cricket team in your head. Just go through the <laughs> thing." <laughs> and so I imagine him just going booty. Oh no! And they say sex is fun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you kept doing that, you'd get build some sort of uh, Pavlovian response. Suddenly, you're watching cricket with a boner. Yeah. <laughs> Question two. Hey, Australia, let's change our flag to whatever design New Zealand chooses just to annoy them. Tony. Uh, well, yes, Tony. Danny. You are correct, yes. <laughs> One point there for Tony. That was, uh, yeah, when they were uh, changing their flag just to be different to ours. Why, do they, um, why don't they use the black and white? They're too scared of the ISIS flag, you realise, because they're going for that weird um, Southern Cross playing into the fern, but yeah. the fern's not going to be black and white. And the black and white's just iconic. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah I reckon it's great. I reckon it's, that's a great flag. New Zealand, don't fear the ISIS flag. Absolutely. Black and white, go for it. <laughs> it's yeah. like when you, you watch a film that has, a, you know, a comedy film that has a pop culture reference that was relevant when it was released, but you're yeah. watching it on DVD and you, you're going, what's a Justin Bieber? What is yeah. this? <laughs> Question three. Glenn sounds like a fake name. Uh, Danny. Nick. Uh, I, I heard Danny. I heard you go up first, but then I heard Danny. Yeah. Now, did you go up because you wrote it? No, no. <laughs> I reckon Nelly then. You are correct, Danny. Yeah. It was. After our last second bites of the cherry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was asking Nick a question that was irrelevant uh, oh, really? to the answer. I'd like a sidebar, please. <laughs> and what was the context of that tweet? Think about names. <laughs> so it was Glenn? Glenn, yeah. It's just, it's weird because as you get older, like all these names start dying out. Mm. Like, I find it like nobody's called like Beryl. Reginald anymore or anything like that. So I think that's what it. Tony's are on the wane too. Really? Oh. There's not a Tony in the primary school. Not one. Oh, so. oh really? It's going to be so weird in like uh, 60 years when Jackson, Jaden, and Tyler are old man names. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Molly's back. That was, an old, that was Molly, a grandma yeah. name growing up, and now there's a lot of babies called yeah. Molly. Well, are they a, boys? I've but, got a Henry. Henry's an old-fashioned name as well. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's nice. Yeah. It, yeah, but 20 years ago, you wouldn't have seen too many Henrys walking around unless they were very old. And is, are there heaps of Henrys down at the playgroup? Yeah, there's a oh, lot of Henrys. Oh. Well, there's, there's, there's a few Hanks. We oh, don't change okay. ours to Hank. We just—it's just Henry. Is that what Hank's short for? Henry. Yeah. Really? Yep. That, if you okay, I'm imagining yeah. two blokes. One's called Henry. One's called Hank. They look so different. Yeah. Hank could beat the shit out of Henry. But it's like yeah, yeah, Peg yeah. is short for Margaret. How, who thinks about that? 
And also, my grandpa's name was Henry, but he's Austrian, so his name was Heine. <laughs> Heine? Oh, wow. Yeah. I loved him in Get Smart. <laughs> I met a German Heine once. He made old wooden tools. But was anyway, it my grandpa? Because he's been dead for <laughs> so long. No, I had the nickname Heine when I was really? playing at Hawthorne in the uh, late 80s because I had no knee lift. And you remember that scene in Get Smart when Jaime goes around the track? Have you ever seen that? No. He's a, he wins the sort of the athletics meet, but his running style is very robot, very low. <laughs> and that's how I got my name. I, I don't remember Get Smart having an athletics meet. That must be late <laughs> in the season. Ca- chaos of run out of <laughs> villains. <laughs> Question four. Anyone else real tired after all the mad sex they had on Valentine's Day? God, I am pooped. Whoever thought the elderly had that much energy? <laughs> Tony. Yes, Tony. Uh, Nick. Yes, it is Nick. Yeah. Yes. I can tell that, from that, that, that moustache. No <laughs> I, I thought that was a good tweet. I very much I, liked it. Yeah. Hence, it's in the show. Damn it. it is good that you've been picked already as a mad sexer by yeah, Tony, yeah. who's only <laughs> met you like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> My um, anniversary is the day after uh, um, Valentine's Day, and oh, I was buying terrible. I was buying the red flowers um, that are obviously the the leftovers cheap. Yeah, <laughs> oh, for my anniversary, <laughs> and I got called on it by the guy who busks outside uh, Bivianos in, in in Station Street. He says it was yesterday, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to say it's not. It's anniversary today. <laughs> yeah, my dad always buys mum fifteenth of February uh, flowers because because they are cheaper. He's from Glasgow. He's a cliche. Yeah, <laughs> I, b- I bought. Uh, I bought those because the day after Valentine's Day, they had these big bouquet of chocolates. Yep. And they were only like a dollar. Brilliant. Or I could have bought that or one picnic for a dollar at the... <laughs> so I bought this bouquet of chocolates and was just eating them in bed in my underwear. Just going, oh, well, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Question five. Someone has just emailed asking to work together because my website is number 11 on Google for car stereo in Bendigo. Uh, Nick? Yes, Nick? I reckon that's Tony. You are correct, yes. Point there, you're off the board, Kappa. Question six. I go from happy to depressed in one to three donuts. Tony? Yes, Tony. Nick? You are correct, yes. Oh, wow, you two have got a... I feel what like a bond. You know. I feel like I'm now... I've got the the force, the kind of the <laughs> Jedi thing going with Nick. Yeah, yeah. Is it just because he just told a story about eating chocolates in bed on his own no, in his underwear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to install yeah, a webcam go into to, his room, I think. But yeah. It's just all good stories <laughs> at the really moment, you and food. More as an obsession, because uh, uh, I notice when I have one donut, I feel good. Yep. And you have two and you go, oh, okay. Once you have three, you just, you just really feel like shit. I had the worst donut the other day, yeah. and it was an apple cider donut in the city, oh. and I paid $4 for it, and it tasted like a dusty uh, hot cross bun, oh, and really? it was revolting. Oh. Apple but cider was donut. It, was there no alarm bell with apple cider <laughs> donut? Well, it was at a it speciality donut shop. So you go, look, they've only got three flavors of donuts. They seem to know. I always tr- like to try weird flavors because I think people go, you know what? This is pretty good. We're going to put it up. Like I have a yeah. bit of faith in like cafes and stuff, and it was just awful. Yeah, I, I, that's like that's like craft beer. You don't you don't mess with don't mess with the classics. The donut, it's sugar yeah. and and bread. It's you I don't really need like apple and donuts. I think you don't like cinnamon. No, donuts. I only like cinnamon. Oh donuts. yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, you don't mix with the classics. You know, it's a donut. <laughs> just leave it the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet seven. The trick with vermicelli is to put it in the boiling water and then immediately start looking for a colander. Ooh, Nick. Yes, Nick. I reckon that's Danny. That is Nelly. Point oh. there for Nelly. 
Yeah, no, I keep my cooking secrets to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Will that make it on a banner this year? Uh, Possibly. Therefore, no commercial television show coming your way, given that's all they're commissioning (laughs) nowadays. Yeah, that's true. I should get back onto that. Yeah, I I doubt the cheer squad could spell vermicelli. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question eight. I watched the first Zoolander twice, so I don't think I'll need to see the sequel. McGinley. Yes, McGinley. I reckon Nelly. That was Nick Kaffer. Oh, wow. Very good one, Nick. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't want to see it again because it, it's probably the same movie. I'm right? sure it is. It's, it's apparently getting panned. Yeah, I, didn't, I, oh, really? I must admit, I didn't really like the first one. Ben Stiller. Yeah, oh, good. I, I thought I was the, the only one. Yeah. I thought it was a really overrated film. Yeah. I hate Ben Stiller so much. He's the worst person ever. The worst. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I think the petrol fight's one of my favourite things in the history of cinema. Well, okay, there we go. I love the petrol fight too. Um, is it girls oh, yeah, just want to have fun? Yeah. 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 Okay. See, I, I've said on the podcast before that the, my favourite moment of cinema is the first 20 minutes of the second Ace Ventura. Okay. And so I oh, went where into, he goes. Where he, uh, it's he's, just dumb. He's, he's, he's just driving yeah, his car and he's just doing stupid stuff and it's really great. And if, oh, hell, the first Ace Ventura. The second one. The second one. Doesn't he go he's to in a Africa. temple? Yeah. In, all right. Yeah, the first 20 minutes and then you can turn the movie off and go, I've had a great ah, time. It's like the opposite need. of Home Alone. Don't watch anything until the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. What's the oldest... Child, you've got Tony. Uh, Polly, she's nine. Has she watched Home Alone? Yes. Did she love it? Uh, yes, she liked so, it a lot. That's, I'm so my my eldest is four and he's a bit too young for it, but I can't wait until we get to watch it together. Well, do you know I saw Home Alone for the first time with her? Oh, so oh, like cool. I I didn't do it at all growing up. So yeah. is is Home Alone about um, nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety ninety? Yeah. So I was eighteen yeah. and probably thinking I was beyond yeah. Home Alone. Understandable. And so the classic status has only sort of seeped into me for these. Uh, we watched all three too. We went on a binge. All oh, three. Oh, wow. Three. I've never seen God. the third. In New York City. I, I remember no, this. No, no, that's the second. Oh, okay, no. Um, yeah. Third is a different kid. I might have been doing the yeah. kitchen at the same yeah. time. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the different kid, he was really good, but people didn't really give him a chance. Watched- Just need to give the, the new one a chance. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's weird how the... Well, so Adam Richard it's, was it's- there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question nine. What's the point of having a show with Naked in the title if you blur out their bits? Might as well censor the food on MasterChef. Nelly. Yes, Nelly. Nick. That is Danny. Oh. That's me, Point yeah. for Danny. Uh, naked and afraid, and naked dating. <laughs> naked dating, yes. It's just going. Well, I, I think great idea. Fine, yeah. do it absolutely. But yeah, what's the? Then they they blur it out and. You yep. should just spend the whole thing yelling, touch blurs. <laughs> <laughs> touch blurs. What do you want, though? Like, just a mixed grill, basically, the whole thing. Yeah, I, th- I think there should be f- much more public nudity in society. Everyone would feel better about themselves. Have you ever, have you ever been to a, a nude beach, any of you guys? I have, I've been to the internet. there was no one. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the internet won't make you feel good about yourself. Go to a real nude beach. And you look around and you go, hang on, I'm suddenly pretty good looking. Yeah, is, it, yeah. uh, is it back at us? Is that down here, Lord? Is that uh, oh, no, I've not been. To, I went to the one. Uh, oh, I went to one in Byron Bay and I've been to the sunny side near Frankston. Yeah, and the one uh, out near the, um, what's it, where the sewage plant is, out near Oh, where yeah. That is not a nude beach anymore. Used to be, yeah. It's been decommissioned. Because I went there. Oh, did you? Yeah. What, you ruined it. <laughs> Are they well, shut there, it down? Was, there was no one there, though. Yeah, it's right oh, next to an right. army base. Yeah, there so was. It was in, a nude beach Not next to yet. an army base and a sewage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sewage there. Holy shit. Could it get any more romantic? Yeah, <laughs> that's where the planning post. permit was just a mess. There's so many people fucking there. It was, they had to decommission it. And our last question for the round. I would rather live on Nauru in a cage than have to do a password with a capital letter. Nick. Yes, Nick. I reckon that's Tony. That's Nelly. Ah. <laughs> Nelly. 
Oh, oh. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just I spend so much time like having to ask for my password, and then it comes mm. back, and then I put it in, and they're like, "Oh no, you need a capital letter," and I'm like, "Oh, of course. No yeah. wonder I would never remember that." It's so frustrating. What about when you have to put in um, symbols? What's your go-to uh, symbol? I, I, I oh, hope we're not giving no, away too much here. Yeah. In terms of, no, I've not done any symbols. You know, how, don't they just tell you it's either weak or moderate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the round, the scores are Danny on two points, Nick on two points, Tony on three points, and Nelly on three points. Oh, huge. Hey guys, just stopping the podcast to let you know that Don't You Know Who I Am, the live shows during the Comedy Festival are on sale. Tickets at joshearl.com.au slash gigs. It's all there. It's only $10 tickets, 4.30 at the European Beer Cafe. Some great, great guests are lining up to be on. It's going to be lots and lots of fun. And if you're a fan of the Dum Dum Club, it's directly after their live show as well. So stick around, do the double anyway, back to the podcast. This round is called Yearbook. In this round, we go back in time to one of our guests' school days and talk about someone or a thing important from their childhood. Today, we travel back in time to Danny McGinley, who, as a young man at Thornbury High, won the school presidency in a landslide. But what did Danny do at the first meeting? Okay. Was it A, he made his best mate the treasurer, and together the two of them stole $10 every fortnight, which they would then spend at the 10-pin bowling down the road. Mm-hmm. Was it B, he realised the weekly meeting meant he missed out on one recess a week, so he cancelled all future meetings for the SRC? <laughs> or C, he asked in the meeting for the official numbers of the voting and read out in front of everyone how much he won by? Nelly. First meeting. Okay, so you can all ask him as many questions as oh. you want. Bear in mind... He wants you to get it wrong because he gets the point. Okay. Okay. So you guys don't have to guess together either. You can A, B, C it if you want. But yeah, there you go. Floor is open for questions. What was your best friend's name? Casper Zika. Still a good mate. Uh, uh, I think the treasury thing is ruled out because you have a career in comedy and that doesn't bring much money. Because uh, so. <laughs> I spent it all on 10-bin bowling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, what was the name of the bowling centre? Yeah. Uh, Northcote Bowl, uh, which has now been uh, knocked down for apartments you know, between Northcote Pool and the 7-Eleven on Victoria Road. Oh, God, that sounds pretty convincing. <laughs> Damn it. So, I always lose this. Um, Nelly, any okay. questions? Is it C? <laughs> <laughs> Ask for the numbers. <laughs> Uh, where did the money come from that you were stealing? Uh, that was, uh, it was just rationed to us from the, because we were the junior um, representative council, oh no, the, the student representative council, and we would, and you know, we were just a derivative of the um, school representative council, which is like parents and, and stuff. And as a thing of total nepotism, my dad was the president of that. <laughs> we, and my brother was the president of the school uh, three years earlier, so we were the bushes of Thornbury High. <laughs> we totally donated that. So yeah, we would give, an, uh, I think we were given like $15 a week to, you know, for like replacing the nets on the soccer field or, uh, you know, I don't know, canteen menu research or something like that. And yeah, we, we spent $5 for, I think we, we used to give it to charity so no one would question. But yeah, yeah. we took 10 bucks <laughs> each week. Are you a good bowler? Uh, I was better back then. 
I was, I was, I, I could get a turkey in the first three, and then I'd get cocky, and then you'd start spraying it all over the shop. And also, you know, this is Thornbury High, so um, I was ducks of bucket bongs, <laughs> and they would kick in probably around fourth or fifth. Uh, uh, what do you call that set or ring or innings? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. That's yeah. I'm, I was okay. And so, in terms of reading out the votes, do you mm-hmm. remember? Do you still remember the margin? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was up against uh, a, a fellow, a guy who's uh, performing. Uh, Cameron Venn is his name, and he's a, he does some clowning stuff. And we were sort of uh, we were rivals at school, like we were frenemies, I guess. Is another because he was a funny guy, and I was a funny guy, and it was just a bit sort of uh, tense. And yeah, he ran f- for president as well, but we had polar opposite campaign. Uh, where I was lying to uh, everyone. I said, you know, we'd replace the soccer nets, we're going to get better food in the canteen, we're going to get the school radio to play songs with swear words. Absolutely, whatever you want, we're going to absolutely go. I'm going to get booze sold at the formal and everything. And uh, and Cam didn't do any campaigning. And his his whole, people ask, well, why should I have you? He'd go, hey, make up your own decision. I'm not going to force my views on you. Did he say, draw the Venn diagram? Yeah. Was, that his, was that his slogan? No? He should have. He didn't, he didn't have, have a campaign or anything. So, yeah, I won. Uh, I, I was only really caring against him. I think there was another person going for it, but they were like new to the school and maybe one of the teachers told them that, that it was a way of building friendship. Uh, they got about 26 votes. Cam got 13 I got 188. <laughs> yeah. Then what, you still rubbing in his face? Hell yeah. Oh, G'day, man. Cam, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, he's got a show at the uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival called Balls Out. Break I'm in. so confused. So confused. So do you want to... Okay, I can go through what it was. So the first one was yeah. he stole money with the treasurer, with yeah. his best mate. Yeah. Second one was he uh, called off all the meetings because it was getting into his Friday recess. And the third one was he read out the votes. So one of them is true. Okay. Only one. Does anyone want to lock in? Mm, I, I reckon I'll lock in C. C. So you reckon he uh, read out all the votes? Yep. Okay. I reckon he did that. Nelly? Uh, C. You're going to lock in C as well? Nelly, C. And Tony? I'll lock in B. B. He, called off all... He called off all the meetings. You That's are correct. He did oh. <laughs> call off all oh. the meetings. So I'll point there for Tony. Two points for Danny. Well played, Danny. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah I'll point out the flaws in my story. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Cameron Venn? I don't know. I did beat Cam Venn, but I was never told the voting uh, numbers. Uh, but I, The principal you- said you, you won comfortably. And uh, it was Thornbury High. There was no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the round, the scores are Nelly on three points, Kappa on two points, but equal in the lead as Tony and Danny on four hey. points. God. That's a landslide. All right. This round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you say nah. So a point if you guess correctly, a point to the person the fact may or may not be about if you're incorrect. So you get them individually, you can ask as many questions as you want. Okay, so the first one's to Danny. Now Kappa was travelling in El Salvador. When the bus he was on got pulled over by the military to search the men for drugs or weapons. When Nick went to stand up and obliged, they waved him back down and said, no, you're fine, only locals. The guy sitting next to him pulled out a gun from his boot and slid it under Nick's bag that was under his seat. Yeah or nah? Mm, wow. Nick, what were you doing in El Salvador? I was just traveling. Mm-hmm. I used to work, I worked in Peru, and then I made my way up through Brazil and Colombia, mm-hmm. and then I went to El Salvador. 
Yeah. Uh, were you scared by El Salvador? It's apparently the most war-torn country in the Americas. I had this weird thing. I'd, I'd been in South America for nine months, so I was kind of like just really, I don't know, quite... You kind of have your eyes in the back of your head a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... Um, yeah, I built it up that much. I was scared for the first two months. I started out in Chile in Argentina. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was a bit scared then. But then after a while, I just kind of knew what was going on. I do this thing. It was a bit of a dumb thing because I've never struggled in my life. <laughs> like I come from like a full middle class place and I come from like outback, like there are 50 people in my town. So I've never been threatened in my life. So what I'd do was I would go to the hostel. I would take all my stuff out and then I'd say to the guy, which places should I keep away from and he'd tell me and then I'd just go there and I'd walk around and it would be awesome like you'd just see kids playing soccer stuff like that but then when I went to like Brazil they go don't do that here like even if you have nothing you will be killed so they'd heard about the mysterious Kappa man yeah, from yeah. Australia <laughs> they'd just seen all like National Geographic all these photos of these war torn places and this bloke with a blonde afro just walking around have you heard of the mysterious Nicolas he <laughs> yeah, will yeah. go to dangerous places <laughs> yeah so in El, in, Salvador, in El Salvador I did not uh, do that I didn't do that in Venezuela as well okay yeah, what's yeah. the capital of El Salvador uh, I don't know what it city was, were you in? It was 11 years ago. Right. Uh, I was on a... Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know the capital. I like this story's going to end up being true and he's just going to look shit at geography. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's win-win. <laughs> uh, sweet. And uh, how, how much drugs did you take in your time in South America? To be honest, none. Okay. I, I say no. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say that's a lie? Yeah. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And and the weirdest thing about that is, I did not take any drugs. Oh really? In South that America? No, I was I was there for nine months. My brother, who um, he's got a master's now, uh, he's going to love this. <laughs> um, he's a lot quieter than me, and he's a wiser kind of guy. He he went to South America, and he's like, "Did you take any drugs?" And I was like, "No." And then I said to him, "Did you take any?" He goes, "Yeah." In a Bolivian prison. Like, <laughs> you, you went on a tour of a Bolivian prison and just took the air. Oh, while I'm here, I'll just do some coke. I think like, that's where yeah. you get the best coke. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's what he said. It, like I was an idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did a story on Race Around the World in that prison. And, uh, uh, oh, really? Yeah, um, met the guys who were in charge of the cocaine economy. It was an amazing book actually written called Marching Powder. Did you all read that? The yeah, Rusty that's Young book. I didn't realise there was homework for this yeah. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's bloody good, really good. And uh, and a, a, a very sad prison. It had all these um, kids staying in it. I did the story on the kids. This is, again, a comedy podcast. Are, are, are there any happy prisons though, Tony? Is that really? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, I, there's this really sort of sad bit in my story where they're kicking around an M&M's packet and it looks like they've got nothing, they haven't got a soccer ball to play with, but it was actually my M&M's packet that I'd littered <laughs> into the prison, <laughs> provided my own poignancy. I was very pleased. I love that we've all read Marching Powder, but... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How many of us have read Anna Karenina? 
Uh, I've not read. I've not read either. State schools are great schools. (laughs) Okay, to Nick. Okay. Uh, Now, Nelly, for a short time, worked in promotion, dressed as a giant tooth handing out pamphlets. One day, some teenagers, being teenagers, tackled her to the ground. Once she started swearing at them, they started apologising heaps, and one of them even started crying, saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were a lady. Nelly started laughing at him and made fun of him for calling her a lady. (laughs) Yeah or nah? Well, I know that you did this job dressed as a giant tooth. That's right. In UK? Yep. Uh, In Clapham. Clapham Dental. And... Nick's son also did this job. Yes, and Pat Bircher and yeah. a couple of other guys. So these are other, other comedians. Were you all over there together? Uh, we weren't travelling together, but we were oh, all doing just... stand-up together, yeah. yeah. Did you have to do this job to get a certain gig? It's like, you want, you want five minutes at the comedy store? All right, get in the tooth costume. <laughs> it wasn't quite like that, but it, the thing was run by this uh, dentist who used to be a stand-up, so he was really fond of stand-ups. So he was really oh, keen really? to give us cash. Yeah, it was the best. Oh, wow, that's so good. Uh, and and did you was this a bit you wrote or did it really happen that someone got their period in the tooth costume and it looked like the tooth was having a root canal? You <laughs> 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 just butchered a bit of mine really badly. <laughs> uh, there's nothing better than having someone do your own stuff back okay. at you. Yeah, uh, the bit uh, is that I got my period in the costume and I had to pass it off as gingivitis. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Nice. okay. Yeah. I reckon I still did it better. You know. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, okay, so when the kids tackled you, yep. um, did you start screaming or? Uh, yeah. yeah, I. They, I. You couldn't see much in the uh, tooth costume. It was just yeah. like sort of mesh. Mm-hmm. So basically, they ran up from behind and yeah, kicked me. Okay, now the uh, how many kids were there? Uh, four. So there was four. Yeah. And so when they realised you were a lady, yeah, did they help you up or anything like that or? Well, I was crying and swearing. I was a bit of a mess. And I think on reflection, it would have looked really funny. (laughs) 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 Uh, One of them hung around, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say yeah. It was nah. Ah. Good good fibbing there, Nelly. Uh, But you did the suits true. Suits true. Mm. Did you uh, ever get tackled? I did, yeah. Because yeah. uh, people think that like kicking people in those big suits is fun. Yeah. If the Simpsons, Simpsons taught us anything, that's true. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's a bit scary because you just don't have many... Uh, you can't see, you can't hear properly. Yeah. yeah. So. I was doing a gig at Fed Square once when I was part of the Renegades of Folk and my fellow performer, um, Justin Hazelwood, there was a big Comedy Central... Uh, no, Comedy Channel star jumping around and... Justin said, oh, all kids, just tackle him. And they did. Yeah. And uh, the Comedy Channel tried to sue Justin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And Justin went on the radio and talked about it and then had to make a statement to the police. And when he called up, they said, no, no, you don't need to tell us. We're listening to the radio. We've got everything we need. (laughs) 
Uh, actually, Adam, one of the other teeth guys, was talking to another guy at the party and he asked him what he did for a living. And he was like, oh, this is a bit embarrassing, but I dress up as a giant toothbrush. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell me they got together. <laughs> they did. Except that guy showed his face, so it was a lot worse. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. All right, so Tonelli. Now, Tony, as a contestant on Race Around the World, went on a date with the Italian version of Adriana Izenides from Wheel of Fortune. On the date, she asked him how much he was being paid. When he replied $100 a day, she said, no, no, I think you mean $1,000 a day. He said, no, $100 a day. The date quickly ended after that. Oh. Yeah or nah? So There's a lot in that. I know. <laughs> did you feel a spark? I did feel a spark initially. I thought I was some sort of chance. Um, and uh, in some ways, that uh, four hours was the highlight of Race Around the World. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she was the letter turner? Yeah, her name was Mir- Miriana Trevisan and she's a calendar girl and uh, game show hostess in Italy and has kind of had a, uh, if you look her up online now, you'll be, um, you'll be, uh, do it at home. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what was her excuse for it? Well, what was the excuse for ending the day? For any of the date, well, um, she said that she was having trouble with her boyfriend, um, who was Chelsea footballer uh, Gianfranco Zola. Oh wow! Played for Italy. Was the trouble that she was on another day? Well, this is the thing. She was she was saying to me that um, that things weren't going well with them, but she was still going to give it a go. Oh, okay. So you sort of. Lent a friendly ear. So I listened very uh, attentively to um, her uh, problems and life, and uh, and for one of the most self-centered people I've ever met, she had a, <laughs> she had photos of herself all over her fridge, just oh photos my God. of her. So she took you home. Uh, no, uh, I picked her up there before we went out to dinner. Oh, okay. And who set you up together? She set herself up with me because she wanted me to make my race around the world story about her right. uh, rather than anyone else within a 100-kilometre radius. Wow. <laughs> and how did she get in contact with you? I got in contact with her because I bowled up thinking, a oh, story on Rota della Fortuna, the Italian version of Wheel of Fortune, would be a really good one to make. Okay. And so I, I got into the offices um, and once I was there, she knew that uh, no cameras get pointed at anyone in that place other than her. What's the Italian equivalent of Burjo? <laughs> His name is Mike Bongiorno, which means Mike Hello. And he is a long-standing star and, uh, and smooth host of Wheel of Fortune. And, and his brother's you... the political reporter on Channel 10. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look up the story, it is on my website. You can see oh, okay. that Mike Bongiorno, um, she accuses Mike Bongiorno of not letting her talk enough on the show. Um, but Mike Bongiorno said that the last girl I had on the show, I let her talk, and now she's a big star in the afternoon. So mm. she, he says it's not her, his fault and that uh, Miriana had every chance to talk as much as she needed to. Oh, okay. So yeah. I think it's a yeah. You say yeah? It is a yeah. You yeah. are correct. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, I have this great vision of you talking to, to the Adriana Xenides, but uh, the date goes back. You say, yeah, no, $1,000 a day. And then you hear, like, when they've said the wrong letter. <laughs> I'd like to buy a vowel, please. This is just misogyny at its worst, isn't it? Like, she just didn't turn the letters. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to talk. Just turn the fucking letters and look cute, all right? So when you were, like, 
so you went to Bolivia. You went to uh, so Italy. Yeah. Where, where was the best place you went on the race around the world? Oh uh, well, that, sort of Lebanon was good. Really interesting, and that's actually, better than a Bolivian prison. Well, because yeah. well. if you're only getting paid a hundred dollars a day, you got to go. You can't, you know. Oh, I'm going to go to uh, LA and just hang out for the week. No, that's right. So you've got to try and find a place that's a good story, and 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 uh, Lebanon probably yielded the best one, which yeah. was um, a guy who couldn't shoot pigs that were eating his crop because he was too close to the Israeli border. So if he went out with a gun to shoot oh. the pigs, they'd think he was Hezbollah pushing up into uh, <laughs> into the Golan Heights and through into Israel. And uh, and so uh, there were like machine guns going off. I felt like a war reporter for a few hours. Um, well, that's easy. You just give the the, pig, the gun to the pig. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the, and your Jews will... <laughs> All right, so to Tony. Now, whenever Danny squeezes a bottle of tomato sauce as a romantic gesture... He always makes sure he squeezes enough so he can write his wife's name. Yeah or nah? Uh, okay, Danny. Um, do you, is, does this squeeze happen on a plate always? No, usually. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, onto the. Yep, onto the side of a plate. Onto the side, or onto the 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 slice of bread that I'm having my Stras and tomato sauce sandwich. Right, and how many letters are in your wife's name? I write the abbreviated version. So, I just uh, her name is Lassia, and I just write Lass. And when did this start? This started, oh, I don't know when it started, but it happens because, because her name is Lassia, uh, she, you know, uh, when she came to Australia, she used to see all the, the names on like, number plates and stuff. And, you know, there's, there's Nick and there's Nellie and there's Tony and there's Daniel or whatever. And, and they, but there's never Lassia and she, she's heartbroken. So I always, as a bit of a, a tribute to her, so she gets her name on something, I will write her name in tomato sauce. Um, do you know, am I allowed to ask my co-host this year? Yeah. Yeah, does have a girlfriend called Lassia? He, he has or a wife, wife, I yes. have a wife called oh, Lassia. Oh, because I was going to say, this sounds to me like um, he's trying to come across as a really amazingly romantic guy. <laughs> it might be going on your Tinder profile later this afternoon. No, but you have a wife. Okay, I'll, that's good I'll to know. I'll write your name in source. <laughs> Swipe left. <laughs> so, uh, and finally, what brand of sauce do you use? Oh, whatever. I'm not, not hugely fussy on tomato sauce, provided it's not in the fridge. And... <laughs> My call on this is nah. You are incorrect. It is yeah. He does do oh, this. Oh, wow. Uh, this what is... a romantic guy. <laughs> you know you can engrave names on jewellery, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's not as tasty. <laughs> I was going to be like, I'll say it anyway. Like, if you save yourself up for a couple of months, like, don't get one away. Is that so? Oh, right. <laughs> I could write it in jizz. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we got there. At the end of the round, the scores are Kappa still on two points. Tony still on four points. Nelly on five, but out in front on six points is Danny McGinley. Bang. Well done, Danny. Thank you, everyone. Hello, friends. Just stopping the podcast to let you know about Josh Earl is over under my brand new show in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I'm doing eight shows only Thursdays and Fridays at the Triple R Performance Space in East Brunswick. It's a bit out of the city, but it's well worth it because this venue is amazing. It's on at 7.30 starting March 24. Tickets from my website, joshearl.com.au slash gigs. Tickets are cheap, only $20, a lot cheaper than a lot of the other shows in the festival. Uh, just did the show in Perth. It's a very good show. And I know I'm not meant to be saying that, but I like doing it and people like watching it. So there you go. Anyway, back to the podcast. All right, our final round is called Who 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 Who. In this round, I'll read out 10 quick questions. One of you are the answers to them all. 
If you think you know who it is, buzz in. You can't buzz for yourself. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you lose a point. It's the only round you lose points. It's anyone's game, Stu. Here we go. First question. Who wanted to be Leo Sayer growing up? Who wanted uh, to be Leo Sayer? Nick. Yes, Nick. I reckon that's Tony. You are correct. Yes, point yes. there for Nick. Dancing on the ceiling. I always wanted to be able to walk up walls. Remember that? that Is that um, Lionel Richie? No, he danced on the ceilings, but Leo Sayer walked up walls on Did one he? of his um, de- those sort of LP ads. Oh. Am I going too slow? I'm not meant to interrupt you here. No, no, it's first. great. It's great. I, I just thought people would say Cap was going to because of the hair, but yeah. they have the same hair as Leo Sayer. I, I, I once uh, got hit on by a couple of cougars once because I had Leo Sayer hair. They kept calling me Leo Sayer and stuff. <laughs> it was cool to be hit on for once, but... <laughs> Tony, have you ever been uh, hit on by a couple of no. uh, X-Men or Star Trek fans thinking you're Patrick Stewart? <laughs> okay. like, I've always wanted an older Tom Gleeson. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who I used to look like when I had hair like yours? Yeah. Steve from 90210. Zering. Oh, yeah. I am nice. Zering. We used to get that a little That's bit. That's pretty good. Nice. Question two. Which of you stole their grandmother's diamond necklace and took it into kindergarten? Tony. Yes, Tony. Nelly. Nelly did, yes. Oh, wow. Did she find out? Oh, she was dead. Uh, (laughs) um, It was hidden in the cupboard. I was three, and I convinced my grandpa to let me wear it. So he reached for it, technically. So, you know... Anyway, they so your hands were clean. You were exactly. Was it the first time Armageddon turned up to a, <laughs> to a kinder? Yeah, they took away the necklace and my pumpkin scones. Ah. <laughs> Question three: Which of you were born in the exact same hospital room as Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Uh, Nick. Yes, Nick. Again, Danny McGinley. You are correct. Yes, yes. it was. How Preston, do you know that, Danny? Uh, Preston Northcote Community Hospital, and uh, there was only one delivery room. Oh, there so, you go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whose family always tells the story of how they almost fell into a ravine on their bike? Tony. Yes, Tony. Nick's. It's Nellie. Nellie's family oh. always tell when she... How did you almost fall in? I just was riding uphill, and then I gave up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, yeah, so it wasn't fenced off or anything. This is where, you know... Um, that part of the freeway where those big yellow sticks are? Yeah. Yeah, so it was just near there. Oh, and, and the we oh, city link. Yeah, well, it wasn't Before city. city I was like, yeah, it was pretty oh, right. city link. And what, you tumbled down the cement? No. Oh. I don't really know what happened. I was too young. But, yeah, so I was sort of five-ish or something. And I, we were just going uphill and I was just like, no, nah, n- never. <laughs> what do you mean? How come you all just went, oh, yeah, when she said that part of the freeway with the yellow sticks? Well, Which freeway? <laughs> Which yellow sticks? As you come into Melbourne... If like because I I didn't grow up here, so when you flew in and had to take the sky bus oh. to wherever you're staying, you'd go past the French fries. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made the French fries. Oh, yellow sticks, French fries. Yeah, it was like oh wow, I'm in the big smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Question five: Who during the Christmas holidays crashed a twenty thousand dollar motorbike? Nelly. Yes, Nelly. Nick. Yes, Nick Kappa did oh, do that. Nice, well done. And who did it belong to? Yeah, it was my father's yeah. motorbike. <laughs> oh, how did you anyway, crash lucky it? He's got uh, comprehensive. Um, uh, I going up a ravine. Stopped. He's <laughs> he's got a he's got a motorbike that's twice as powerful as mine. It's like a twelve hundred, and uh, it's got like a hasn't got a grippy tire on the back. It's got a road tire. And he said, look, be careful. And I'm like, yeah, what do you know, old man? <laughs> and then I I stayed behind my uncle, who's the slowest rider in the world, and I was like. I would stay behind him for about 20 minutes. And I was like, nah, I've got, I've got control now. I can do it. First corner. I must have been going about 90 k's into a dirt corner and then just put the brakes on and the whole – like, it was like being on ice. Like it, it, just, it just skidded. And I, I, reckon I, I reckon I skidded for about, I don't know, 
40 metres, <laughs> just sliding down this gravel hill. See, I read the Herald Sun too much because mm. when you said on ice, my first yeah. thought is the drug. That's oh, so really? <laughs> <laughs> I wish okay. I had some ice because I, I I think I bruised my kidney or broke a rib or something, and I was I was on New Year's Eve. We were at this country pub having the best time ever. And you but needed to. Uh, and you decided you needed to punch someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it a Nambo? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Question six: Who worked as a door to door salesman for a few months and sold absolutely nothing? Tony. Nick. Yes, Tony. Danny. It was Nick. Nick Kappa did that. Ah, yeah. She's on to be at zero soon. What, what were you selling? Yeah, right. uh, children's educational system. Oh, God. Um, it's one of those ones where you pay like... Sorry, mate, I'm busy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was awful. This um, isn't the first job you've had in sales where you haven't sold anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I haven't sold anything in a lot of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Travel agent. And they, people just keep me around. They're just like, oh, no, we can't sack Nick. Like, no way. <laughs> Question no way. seven. Who had a job as a cleaner on a booze cruise but didn't get paid because the company collapsed? Nelly. Yes, Nelly. Danny. That was Tony. Ooh. Barbie yeah. Boats. They're some of the darkest months of my life. The, the, the sweet trifecta of barbecue grease, toilet shit, and vomit playing down the Yarra. Uh, we used to get the boats when they returned back to harbour. I had to turn them around in two hours. So I worked for about, I think it was three weeks or three weeks or four weeks over summer. And never and, got paid. And, uh, and I was just storing up. They said invoice at the end, invoice oh. at the end. They paid me a cheque. I took two months to check, cash ah. the check. Oh. Yeah. Company went under in the two months. Oh. So what and dad, dad gave me the old clap on the shoulder and said, son, you'll always remember to cash a check the moment you get one. <laughs> yeah. And I always have. I had the opposite. My first ever mobile phone contract was with OneTel and they went under and I, I never paid it. Oh. It was brilliant. Yeah, oh, and I wow, remember we awesome. found out they were going under like on the Saturday and, and they did on the Monday. So, But I spent that Sunday just ringing overseas <laughs> and just, yeah, I, I tried to ring a phone sex line and see if I could get them to hold hands and talk. Oh. <laughs> and what ne- lesson did you learn? Uh, never trust a packer. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, I did exactly the same thing. I did a little bit of work for a builder and he didn't. Uh, he paid me a check and then I just didn't do it for ages yeah. and it bounced. And then all, I also found out that he was a pedophile and oh. uh, he went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> so not only did he rip me off, but yeah. So yeah. what did you learn? Yeah, I, learned, <laughs> I learned I'm not hot enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, question eight. Which of you have kept goldfish for most of their life? Who told me they kept goldfish? Nick. Yes, Nick. I reckon Nelly. It was Danny. Danny mm. keeps the goldfish. Cold water goldfish. They're your oh, best goodness. ones. Oh. Got three at the moment. Josie and the Pussycats. Oh. What, what are the best goldfish names you've had over the year, uh, years? My, my brother had um, Mike and Ty. Iron Mike was one of his best oh, that's goldfish. that's a good one. Uh, yeah. Probably when I lived in a share house with uh, old footy mates and we just had this, and uh, again, the sort of bucket bongs were, were at play, but we'd come up with the stupidest name. Over the fish name. tank, was it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> sort of like <laughs> Romeo and Juliet with DiCaprio. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, so we had a fish called Stabby Stab Stab that we <laughs> genuinely loved and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> That it was called Stabby, and uh, oh, and there was one, and there was a a, a black moor um, so that had a, that had horribly racist names. Yeah, my ex flatmate had a fish that had a bit of a wonky mouth on it, so yeah. she called it Chernobyl. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is it true that if you put a goldfish in a big pond, it'll grow up yep. huge? Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, they grow to whatever size, how much space they've got. That's why whales are so big. <laughs> 
We're in the ocean. So if I put a whale in a yeah, that doesn't. Glass it only ball. works one way. <laughs> I would love to have a tiny pet whale. Yeah. <laughs> Question nine: Who, as a nine-year-old, ran off on their younger brother at night when camping and left him a kilometre down the road? Nelly. Yes, Nelly. Nick. No, it was Tony. See, I'm responsible now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do this on purpose or was it? Yeah, it was. So, Wilson's Promontory, we were kind of. Which like you a, own? Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, we were in the, I was in the camping area for just a night. We normally went down and stayed in the cabins, but uh, for whatever reason, we were kind of tacked onto a campsite um, up the road to try camping. And my brother and I were in a two man tent. And uh, the campsite next door, um, it was raining like cats and dogs. There was uh, a lot of boozing going on in the campsite next door. We got freaked. We got freaked out, and like the great brother I was, I just got into full stride oh, and um, and made it all the way back to the cabin, going. And she's just like, where's your brother? Where's your brother? Where the hell's your brother? <laughs> little brother? Uh, little brother. He's probably five. Oh. We, go, we go, said little Ned toddling down the muddy path uh, about 500 metres back. He was on his way down, just bawling in the, in the rain. Oh. <laughs> Not good uh, caring. How old? And you were nine. I was oh, nine. you're your god! And did your dad belt you? No, not belt, but just oh. for, there wasn't a lot of sympathy would... coming my way as I arrived at the door. Yeah. I remember that? <laughs> where's your brother? Where's, where's your brother? <laughs> yeah. I would still have scars if I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Question ten: Who at six went to their best friends for dinner and found it weird that their family said grace? So the best friends' family said grace. Danny. Yes, Danny. That sounds like... Oh, it actually sounds like all three. All right. Uh, uh, I'm just going to bang all three of my fingers and see which one tingles the longest. Uh, that's, uh, that's a Wilson. You are correct. Oh, the You're fingers never fail. You are correct, yes. Didn't yeah, say- Michael Fidian. Um, and that's, of course, a great name because you can say there was an old man called Michael yeah, Fidian yeah, exactly. instead of Finnegan. But he was... Uh, he was my best mate. Uh, his dad was into trains. Uh, we used to go and uh, look at trains on the weekends when we went out with him. Um, he also used to play test match with me and religious. Trains, so, Grace and test match. Wow. And a, so uh, I remember going to dinner and thinking, what is this uh, witchery? As they <laughs> yeah. say, um, we from what other, we're about to receive. I had it the other way around. Uh, my parents uh, said Grace and, and yeah, you'd invite friends around and they'd give you this look and you're just so embarrassed. Yeah. Going, Dad, don't, don't pretend, pretend we don't know about Jesus. It's so cool. It's weird to think <laughs> about how like you're not going to have that situation anymore. You're not going to go around to your friend's house and have them all in a circle and be like... Well, you say that, but my son goes to a Steiner playgroup, the youngest one, and they do a little grace. It's not a religious one, but it's a blessing. Yeah. And that comes home with us. And so sometimes we will do a blessing if he wants to do the blessing. And sometimes my brother's been there. He's gone, what the fuck is this, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> How hippie is it, Josh? Do they blessings thank on the, the blossom. swan guy? No, from... blessing, blessings on the blossom, blessings on the root, blessings on the leaves and stems, blessings on the fruit. And then you go hands together, hands apart, hands together, now we're ready to start. And that oh. is, he does it like 20 months old. Okay. And uh, my youngest, my eldest one went there as well, so he knows it as well. He hates it, but he, he'll go through the motions. Yeah. But yeah. 
Every, so is he just going Nerd. every night? Yeah, <laughs> but he, he'll want to do goody too. Yeah, he'll want to do opposite ones. He'll so try and teach him oh, hands together and have his hands. Apart. Oh right, yeah, apart. Yeah. Oh that. Anyway. I do it. I do it. Um, we've only just started sitting down with my son, who's almost two, and I've realised the equivalent of Grace is I will always do the line from the castle. As soon, I go. <laughs> what do you hey, call? when the family sits down to eat, the TV is definitely turned down. <laughs> TV's not even on, but I still say it. At the end of the game, the scores oh. are Nick Kappa on three points, Tony Wilson on three points, Nelly on four points, but way out in front on seven points, and our winner is Danny McGinley. Thank Woo! you. Yep. Thank you all for playing Don't You Know Who I Am. We'll do a quick round of plugs before we go because all the festival seasons are coming up. So, Danny, you won, so you can go first. Uh, when does this come out? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay, yeah. <laughs> Tonight I start my run in Perth of Danny McGinley Learns Ukrainian. Uh, two weeks from now I start my Brisbane uh, story, Muck Up Day, uh, Brisbane season Muck Up Day. That's my Muck Up Day where I got arrested at Thornbury High. That'll be coming to Melbourne, uh, Sydney Comedy Festival and Perth Comedy Festival. Also, I have a web series called Act Naturally uh, where Josh Earl yes. uh, wraps against Charlie Pickering. It's very good. Check it out. Thank you. Danny Kappa. Uh, yeah, um, got two nights in uh, Adelaide Fringe Festival, my new show called Parallax Kappa. And yeah, and then I'm doing that for Melbourne Comedy Festival. Sweet. And uh, both, Danny, you're on Twitter as well? Yeah, at Danny McGinley. And yours is Kappa Flapper. Kappa Flapper. <laughs> yes. Tony? Uh, I have two children's books out at the moment, picture books. One's called The Cow Tripped Over the Moon. Great book. I hope my son uh, loves it. Thank you for that, Danny. And uh, Emo the Emu, about a, a depressed bird's adventures around Australia with a very upbeat Katie the Kangaroo. They're both out at the moment. And I found out tonight that I'm having another one come out in yeah. four years' time. Yes. <laughs> called Hickory Dickory Dash. That text came through mid-show. I'm yeah. pretty pumped. <laughs> Um, and also, uh, Speakola, I've been collecting speeches of all types, all speeches, great and small, and I'd love you, uh, including the panel here and also anyone listening, to send me a speech, whether you've got a birthday, eulogy, any of that sort of stuff, speakola.com, and it has everyone from my dad to Martin Luther King. Uh, and finally, just as a plug, uh, I'd, uh, uh, yeah, no, I don't have a finally. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly, what's, what's going on? <laughs> Well, I've actually given up stand-up, so I'm not doing Boo. any um, festivals in the never again. Um, but I am on Twitter at yes. Nelskies, N-E-L-L-S-K-I-E-S. And still on the podcast? No. Didn't. But there is there some, though, up there? Yeah, there's some. You can find it's called Father Beans and a Nice Chianti. It's about food and popular culture. It's a lot of fun if you want to check it out. Thank you all for playing and thank you for listening to Don't You Know Who I Am. I'll see you very soon live in the Comedy Festival for this show. So make sure if you're listening to this and you're still listening, come along. Anyway, till next time. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.